welcome to I Am A Faith Warrior, a series of encouraging and empowering short lessons. This is volume one, and there she was, Kingdom Building. I'm Tracy Janine, and this is my virtual classroom. And there she was in Exodus chapter 15 and Numbers chapter 12, our natural leader. Let us pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we give your name, honor, glory, and praise. We love you today for an empowering word. We love you, dear Lord, because you gave us written example for our walk, dear Heavenly Father, as faith warriors. Let us be receiving of the word to get the lessons that you would have us to learn. It is in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. To God be the glory. Hallelujah. To God be the glory. So we're talking about Miriam today, and we're picking up from the last podcast and YouTube video where Pharaoh has issued a decree now to his people. Remember that the midwives were the frontline resistors. Now we have the second line resistors and where they will react to Pharaoh's decree to his people to put the newborn males in the Nile River, the Hebrew newborn males into the Nile River. So Miriam, uh, Moses is born and the mother of Moses, Miriam and Aaron is keeping Moses or is nursing Moses for three months. And then she decides to put him into the Nile River. So Miriam, Aaron are probably older. They are much older than uh, Moses, but he is the newborn who is falling under the order and the decree of Pharaoh. Moses's mom puts him in the river. Miriam follows Moses's mom. She hides in the thicket, watch Moses go down the river. She sees Pharaoh's daughter to pick Moses out of the river, pull him out of the river. And Miriam responds. She acts. She goes to Pharaoh's daughter and persuades Pharaoh's daughter to allow Moses's mom to continue to nurse him until he is weaned. And then Moses is given over to Pharaoh's daughter where he grows up in the king's palace. Now, we see here Miriam as a young girl, and what we see is her natural skill set. She's not in a position, she's not appointed to any role, but she exhibits her natural leadership skill set. She is a risk taker, she takes initiative, she has resources, she makes quick decisions, she is persuasive, she has great plans and strategies in place. So we see her skill set as a natural leader. But I want to pin just this little thought for the faith warriors. You too may have a skill set and may not be in a position and God will still use you. So a lot of times when we're in church or we listen to lessons, it's all based on leadership roles or who's this and who's that. But you need to know that your faith, as a faith warrior, God has given you gifts, talents. You have been able to learn things and that skill set will be used and can be used by God. And Miriam is an example for faith warriors that you don't have to be in a specific leadership position 
to use your particular skills. She had natural leadership skills. And with that, we see her using it before a position. Next, the next time we see Miriam, she's going to be a lady. She's matured. She's grown. And so if you're not in a position now, know that with your maturity, there comes elevation. With time, there comes elevation. And so Miriam is elevated, not only among the people, but in the agenda of God. So let's start with our lesson for today. We will be reading Exodus chapter 15. We'll start at verse 19. When Pharaoh's horses, chariots, and horsemen went into the sea, the Lord brought the waters of the sea back over them. But the Israelites walked through the sea on dry ground. Then Miriam, the prophetess, Aaron's sister, took a tambourine in her hand and all the women followed her with tambourines and dancing. Miriam sang to them. So we see here, our first point is as faith warriors, we have to praise God. That is one of the keys to being a faith warrior is to give honor to God. We see the move of God. We see deliverance of God. We see how God manifests and we have to be the ones to praise God. That is key. A lot of times faith warriors are busy being active, busy with their to-do list, with their worldly things that they just cultural things or just life things that they have to do that we forget to praise God or we assign God's praise somewhere else. In either regards, as faith warriors, you have to praise God. It is critical to God be the glory, give honor where honor is due. God glory belongs, God's glory belongs to him and we are to give glory unto God. Now, why is that important? That is important because what I just read she took the tambourine and she started to move and all of the women followed her with tambourines and dancing. So as faith warriors, you have this influence. People are looking at you and you have to be able to point them to God. You have to be able to show God there was deliverance and thank God for the deliverance, praise and honor to God. And now we have a group of women who are giving praise and honor to God because faith warriors have to praise God. You see the move of God, you see deliverance of God, you give God all the glory. Note, this is not the same as praying. This is not the same as meditating. This is not the same as studying. This is not the same of as uh, walking around the house, just singing a happy, glorious song because you're in the mood. You have to give praise to God. Miriam is our example as a faith warrior that we give praise and honor to God. We keep the light shining on God. Now, next we're going to go on over to Numbers, which is the next time we see Miriam. And in this situation, Miriam is a long text. It's the full chapter um, 12. <laughs> and I'm not going to read all of that. But what's going on is Miriam and Aaron are talking about Moses. Miriam and Aaron are talking about who he married. And they're saying that, you know, the Lord talks to us as well as he talks to Moses. So after that, the Lord calls 
The Lord hears them talking and the Lord calls Moses, Aaron and Miriam up to the meeting tent. When they get to the meeting tent, Moses asks Aaron and Miriam to step forth. And this is what the Lord says. When a prophet of the Lord is among you, I reveal myself to him in visions. I speak to him in dreams, but this is not true of my servant Moses. He is faithful in all my house. With him, I speak face to face, clearly and not in riddles. He sees the form of the Lord. Why then were you not afraid to speak against my servant Moses? The anger of the Lord burned against them and he left them. Now, point number two. As faith warriors, we have to respect God's choices. We have to respect God's choices. Notice the mindset and the emotion of Miriam and Aaron. Notice where they were. The Their mindset was not technically against Moses, but it was against God. Notice how the enemy or the attack on God's plan has moved from Pharaoh outside to inward. See the shift? Pharaoh was doing his thing outside to subvert God's plan. And now, after deliverance and praise, it becomes an inward issue. So we have to remember to respect God's choices. We respect God's choices. Now, how do we respect God's choices? By respecting the people that God chooses to use. We respect the people that God puts in certain positions. We respect them. Um, Miriam is a prime example. She's questioning whether uh, Moses' position. She's saying, God speaks to me. God speaks to you, Aaron. Why not? Why, 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 why? (laughs) And God is saying, how... Do you dare speak against Moses? How do you dare attack the plan of God? So we have to respect who God puts in the people in their positions and we have to respect the plan of God and we have to be mindful of it that when it becomes an inward attack, our being who is assaulting the advancement of God, we have to recognize that. Okay, because we are to respect God's choices. And not only do we we respect God's people, we respect God's plan, but we respect ourselves in that plan. Sometimes faith warriors have the opposite effect in that they don't have enough respect for themselves within the plan of God. And we have to be respectful. Everybody is not called to everything. Everybody is not assigned to everything. Everybody doesn't have the same skill set. So you have to be mindful and cognizant that God has you where God wants you. You have the skills that God have, that God wants you to have. You have the gifts that God gave you. You see, you have been provided opportunities to learn and get education and get training that God wanted you to get. So we respect God's choices because it's God's plan. It's God's will, right? So as prayer, as faith warriors, I keep saying prayer warriors, but as faith warriors, 
we have to respect God's choices. Now, when God left from scolding Aaron and Miriam, the cloud moved and Miriam was left punished. She was left with leprosy. The Bible reads in Numbers 12, verse 10, when the cloud lifted from above the tent, there stood Miriam, leprous. Like snow, Aaron turned toward her and saw that she had leprosy. And he said to Moses, please, my Lord, do not hold against us the sin we have so foolishly committed. Do not let her be like a stillborn infant coming from its mother's womb with this flesh, flesh half eaten away. So Moses cried out to the Lord, oh God, please heal her. The Lord replied to Moses, if her father had spit in her face, would she not have been in disgrace for seven days? Confine her outside the camp for seven days. After that, she can be brought back. So Miriam was confined outside the camp for seven days and the people did not move until on until she was brought back. After that, the people left. So, so far as faith warriors, we know we have to praise God. We see God move. We praise God. Number one. Number two, we respect God's choices. Number three, we have to remember that God chooses. It's not our skill set, our mindset, our level of faith that allows us to usurp God, to come against God. None of that is any indication that you know better than God. God gets to choose. Fundamentally, as faith warriors, that is one of our principles, one of our design makeups that we understand God chooses. God chooses. And look here, Miriam is learning a difficult lesson. She would have chose herself. She would have chose Aaron. Miriam is learning a difficult lesson. The people are complaining and she has natural skills that she could use to do it better. Miriam is learning a difficult lesson that is not her place to tell God what to do. It's not her place to be above God. She's learning a difficult lesson that God chooses. And look how she learns that lesson. Not only is she scolded, but the anger of the Lord burned for Aaron and Miriam. For Aaron and Miriam, God was angry at them both. But only Miriam was punished. Only Miriam was punished. And the scholars train of thought is that maybe Miriam, she was so much of a leader. She was orchestrating the conversation and that Aaron was more of a follower based on his previous things with the people. And there's another line that says, well, Aaron was a priest. He could not have leprosy. He has to be clean. But the bottom line is God gets to choose. God gets to choose who goes in the position and God gets to have two people standing beside each other who in our eyes may be equal in their complicity 
and God chooses to punish one. What a hard lesson to learn. God chooses. And Miriam in that moment is understanding that God gets to do what God wants to do. Right. And that we have our faith in God's choice as faith warriors. So point number three is remember God chooses. And then point number four, accept godly correction. Even as faith warriors, you more than likely will be corrected and we have to accept godly correction. Can you just imagine the disgrace that Miriam faced? Being set outside the camp for seven days, she was humiliated. She was humiliated in front of the Lord because if you really read the text, she doesn't even say a word because she angered God so much. He asked her, how, how could you speak against Moses, faith warrior? How are you coming against me, faith warrior? How are you doing that? And that right there will make any faith warrior just do what Miriam did. Shut up. Be quiet. Silence. Speechless. She was mortified. She didn't even defend herself. She didn't pre pre present any argument arguments. She didn't even plead. She didn't even beg to be cured. Nope. Everybody got in line. Actually, she should got quiet. Aaron spoke to Moses and Moses spoke to God. She was real quiet. She was really hurt by it. And when Aaron saw the punishment, Aaron asked Moses to forgive. And Moses went to the Lord. That's how they had to do it back Old Testament time. And Moses went to the Lord. Mm -hmm. And the Lord said, even if she had did something to offend her father, that's what that whole, if her father had spit on her face. That was a sign when the father spit on your face that you had humiliated him. He would have disgraced her at least for seven days. So Miriam is sentenced to seven days outside the camp, disgraced, but she hadn't said a word because she's mortified, but she accepts God's correction in that silence. She understands what she did against God. This foolish sin, as Aaron characterized it, this foolish sin hurt her and she was willing to accept God's correction and she did. She sat outside the camp seven days and the camp and the kingdom didn't even move. The people didn't even move for seven days because Miriam was outside the camp. And so as uh, faith warriors, we understand four simple things. We ought to give God God's glory. We ought to praise God. We see God moving. We give God glory because other people are watching us and we want them to go and be pointed to God. Next, we are we respect God's plan, the level, the people that he put in position, the plan, and we respect ourselves within the plan. Third, we remember that God chooses. That's one of our fundamental things. God gets to do what God wants to do. God chooses. We may not like it. It may be uncomfortable, but it's God's choice. And we understand that. And then finally, when we are corrected, we have to accept our correction. We have to accept our correction. It could be painful. It could be embarrassing. It could be disgraceful, but we accept it. And I love the way that she accepted it because earlier we read how when she praised God, all the women got up and followed her. 
Now all the women or the people of the camp see her disgrace and they see how she's positioned as a leader and as a woman of God, as a prophetess with leadership skills, as a faith warrior. She can be corrected and we take our correction. We take our correction, our godly correction. Let me be clear. We accept our godly correction. Hallelujah. To God be the glory. To support, subscribe, like, follow on social media platforms and podcasts.